Welcome back to Soka Gakkai Becoming Nietzsche and Shoshu member. <laughs> and I'm, Isaac, I'm Alexander. Some of you know me by AJ. It's about six in the morning here. Dark walk in the nighttime of the morning to work. You're joining me here. <laughs> I'm making these episodes on the go currently because of how little time I have. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy them still. And never mind the cars and things like that. I digress. So. Welcome back. We're studying the teachings of Nichiren Shoshu. <clears throat> we used to be Sokogakai members, a lot of us. Uh, listen, uh, and of course me and my wife and my son. And then we did some studying and asked some questions no one could answer. And we just uh, quickly, <laughs> uh, as quick as we possibly could. It, it took about 10 years, 12 years for me, 30, 30 plus for my wife. <clears throat> to get, you know, away from this consistent and constant focus of on Ikeda in the in the new the new human revolution books and things like that you know to really focus to really focus to it's one of my favorite music artists says to uh, soften my soul and sharpen my stare I've been able to do that more towards the true teachings of Nietzsche and Daishonin the Daigohon zone of the three great secret laws and Oh my good, Honzong! <laughs> the Shoten Zenjin. I just love the Shoten Zenjin. What a cool concept. What a cool reality of life. The Shoten Zenjin. <clears throat> Protective functions. Buddhist functions in life and the environment that serve to protect the practitioners of the true law. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting because in the Sokogaka they took him out of the prayer book around 2010 or 11 or so. My heart really sank. I was like, what's going on? This is beautiful. They didn't have the names in them, in the Gongya books, the names of the deities uh, as they do in the Nichiren Shoshu book. That's, that's, that's a, that is a powerful thing to have an ancient god's name or deity's name representing the reality of the cosmos, right? I mean, it's... It goes beyond Western thinking when you say God or <laughs> just concept of, of uh, funneling it all and by, by hitting people with books and saying there's only one. And that's fine. And then you have all these other people in the world that are polytheists as well. And there's four worlds above heaven, right? That's what I, that's what I tell my friends who are into the Islamic or um, Abrahamic or Judeo-Christian religions who are... I go, you know, there's worlds above heaven. You just have to practice Buddhism to get there. Uh, that's the whole thing about Buddhism. It's like, hey, there's more than that. That's what they're showing you. You just gotta, you gotta practice the three great secret laws of the true Buddhism of the sowing. That's what's fascinating. Is if you found this podcast or you found this chant of Nam Myo Ho Renge Kyo and the Dai Gohon Zone of the three great secret laws and the Nichiren Shoshu priesthood, the orthodox school of Nichiren Daishonin. If you happen to find those things, <laughs> that's really pretty rare. <laughs> it's so rare. Oh, I was just remembering a parable the other day for somebody telling them how rare it was that they, they were interested in the chanting and they chant with me. Uh, I was like, you know, it's like a turtle. No arms, no legs, blind. Uh, the bottom of the ocean. 
with a uh, something like a now if I get this wrong don't hate, don't 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 hate me here something like a hot belly and a cold back or something like that or or and so every thousand years the perfect sandalwood log with a hole in it just just perfect for a shell uh, floats along and then the current also has to be right to carry this turtle with no arms and no legs to the surface and place it perfectly into this hole for the belly to be cooled by the sandalwood only because it's the only wood that would cool it its belly and then to turn over and have its cold shell be heated by the sun and so they say this this rarity <laughs> this rarity of this there you go one-eyed turtle excuse me <laughs> not blind this one-eyed turtle no arms, no legs, bottom of the ocean. It's just unfathomable, right? <laughs> how could that happen? How could this, how could this one-eyed turtle do this? That, that one-eyed turtle, there's something special. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, the, it's the whole concept of meeting this teaching, this teaching, not the counterfeit one. It's interesting. I always used to think, well, if it's so rare, how come there are 16 million people <laughs> chanting this to... Ikeda in their Gongyo books, you know. You know, why is Ikeda in the Gongyo books? That's what I said. I was like, what? <laughs> Who's going to be next in the Gongyo books? That's what I was thinking. And I found an old Gongyo book. About four years into my practice, uh, but it was like December or so, I found an old Gongyo book. I was volunteering to close down one of the SGI centers at night and let people in to chant. Then you do security checks. And I unearthed some... I just walked around and found this thing laying there. It's tattered Gongyo book. I almost thought it was left for me. That's what's so funny. I felt like this Gongyo book was left for me by maybe the Buddha. Duh! <laughs> uh, although, I wonder which human hand put it there. It's fascinating. I, I can just so easily believe that literally Nietzsche just sliced a hole in time, space, and placed it there. Nietzsche Daishun. However... That, that's, that doesn't really sound like reality in this dimension. So, <laughs> I was just curious, who helped with the Gongyu book in, in Seattle? The old one. It's really cool. It had really profound names for the Daigo Honzon in there. The fusion of Kyo and Chi. And then once I had one, I, I was like, look, at people to people. And some of them were like, yeah, you can, you can use that if you want. You know, I just, just noticed there's the priesthood back there. And I had already been so brainwashed at that point that the minute he started talking about the priesthood, I instantly would retort to let him know, oh, no, no, I just replaced that with Akira and blah, blah, blah. You know? <laughs> but really what I did was I said in my heart, if any of these guys are good, while well, I'm chanting in the Gongyo, I said, if any of these priests are good, I want to respect them too. And then I, the more I studied, I go, well, if any of these priests chanted Nam Yorin Gyo, I want to respect them, too. <laughs> so the, more I, the more I practice, I said, well, these are people, so I'm going to respect them. <laughs> but the guy kept going with the vanquish, the vanquish, vanquish. They messed up, though, when they let me do that gongyo, because that <laughs> what is what started all of this, for those of you who have been listening. That, that one Gongyo book, and I was a heavy chanter, I was volunteering all the time, I wore the red tie and the suit at the center, I welcomed you with a smile, I made sure I chanted hours before even showing up. And then I would just lift people up as they walked through the door, hey, uh, you know, uh, hey, where do you want to go chant? I'll open the door for you. 
You know, you chant three times with them, but as they sit down, and then you you let them chant. <laughs> you go open another door for somebody else. I have to admit, it was kind of fun at first. It's kind of magical almost at first, being around that much chanting, all those rooms, people, and all those, what I thought were Gohon zones. Although they were not connected to the heritage of the law, they were connected to Ikeda's law, whatever, whatever he's spinning. He says it's the law of the universe. He says it's the microcosm fusing with the macrocosm. And I'm here to tell you that I've read and shared on this podcast from priests that writing so that's not true it's not some mere macrocosm with the microcosm it is the true Buddha Nichiren Daishonin's life essence uh, the the essence of the true Buddha uh, from Kwan Ganjo you know Nichiren Daishonin was his manifestation in this life he also manifested as Shakyamuni Buddha right And, and also manifests as anybody who attains Buddhahood there's this fusion of subjective and objective. The objective is the ninth consciousness, the true Buddha. What they don't tell you in the Gagai is the top. They don't tell you the top name. The top. They don't say. They don't say, they don't say focus on the top. You know, the highest thing, because they even took the Daigohons on out. And that's what you need. You need the fastest attainment possible. Because this is Mapo, right? This is Mapo. Let's just let's just say it. This is Mapo. Uh, the realm of human suffering, the realm of misunderstanding, the realm of conflict. Everything is upside down. Everything is inside out. You try to do a good thing. Nietzsche says something like this. Nietzsche Daishonin says something like this. He says, you try to do one good thing and you end up doing ten, ten things that are not good. <laughs> something like that. Extraordinarily paraphrasing here. But the, the concept is just, it's, it's very persistent these days. Looking around the world and what's happening. You know, you can just name anything, <laughs> and and Buddhism has described what should we do next, what we what we should do next, and that's share this true law to relieve people's suffering. It really relieves people's suffering. I'm, I'm at work and see someone tired or suffering, or you know, they just, they just see me in a good groove, <laughs> and just uh, just sitting next to them, you know, with respective distance, of course. <laughs> And dialoguing is good. Although, if you're able to express anything about true Buddhism in a way that you know will relieve their anguish of life, <laughs> it's just, it's a it's an extraordinarily freeing feeling for those of you who do true shakabuku. <laughs> Yeah, because there's actual there's actual Ichiden Sanzen. And I'll go so far as to say there's actual Shakabuku, too, because if you're not sharing about the Daigohon Zone, of the Three Great Secret Laws, of the True Buddhism of the Sewing, and the Gaka the Gaka is like, well, we do have the Daigohon Zone. We are chanting to the Daigohon Zone. That's what the top little leaders will tell you. And they'll look at you with wide eyes and say, they repeat it over and over. <laughs> you're like, what? And then you go, what about the high priest? And they say some whatever to make it. And you're like, no, you don't. You can't have one without the other. Daigo Honzun, high peace. It's together like a suit to peace. Why would you chant Daimoku if no fortune's coming to you? Oh, Daigo Honzun, high peace. 
Go again. Okay, anyway. I know, don't quit my day job, right? I won't. You'll get your mail. Don't worry. <laughs> I love the benefits that come from shading to the true Gohonzons and the guidances from the high priest are so refreshing, are so relieving. They just, sometimes I don't even know what I'm reading and after I'm done reading it, just my face, is, it's easier to be more tranquil and peaceful and calm and peaceable and really attempt the grand feat of Kos and Rufu. So we're going to on chapter 10 here, page 66, the Nietzsche shows you basics of practice. And forgive me for the noise again. Benefit and negative effects. What is benefit? When we practice to the Gohon Zone with faith, the great life condition of Buddhahood will manifest in the depths of our lives. We can expiate our negative karma from the past and experience it as a lesser effect. We are at once able to lessen the heavy suffering, both material and spiritual, that would have manifested in our present life as a result of negative past causes. What a profound concept. We can take all of the things that we've done bad, which <laughs> I'm definitely not someone who has done anything bad ever. No, just kidding. I was a hellion. Are you kidding me? I'm lucky to be alive <laughs> from being my childhood. But anyway, I'm sure we all have our own, our own histories in this life even, much less past lives. <laughs> oh my goodness. Goodness gracious. So, the con that's kind of cool. We could take all that and expiate it, get rid of it, transform it, and eradicate it. And we experience it in a lesser, a lesser result, a lesser blowback. So, so it's not like you got to be all extra anxious, because <laughs> that's what the Gakai situation has is they have this similar recipe where they call the karma up to be expiated but they don't have the tools anymore to expiate it they don't have the support of the priesthood Nitro Shoshu over 300 people chanting every single day in rhythms and systems it's beautiful and they support you for, for peace all they ask for is respect you don't even have to kiss their shoes. I tell you, you don't have to I have kissed no shoes. <laughs> They'd probably just be like, get away from me. <laughs> oh, there's Alexander. He's, he's a little weird. <laughs> He'll try to kiss your shoes if he comes to Taisekaji. Be careful. No, I'm just kidding. I, just, I really won't try to kiss anybody's shoes. But I hear that a lot in the Sokogake. I won't kiss anybody's shoes. But the idea of the Daigo Honzon, of the Three Great Secret Laws, and the, the priesthood of Nichiren Shoshu being actually needed, not just prefer preferred, or uh, <laughs> or just, you know, it's my I, I just like them. No. They are needed. It is a necessity. We, just like we need dentists, and we need doctors, and we need nurses, and we need United States postal workers. I guess there was a, a wildcat strike at the USPS way back in the day or something. I don't know if it was way back in the day, but 
I was being told by one of my coworkers that the military had to bring in, they brought in the military to work the, the postal service. <laughs> and they said there was disasters, like life-threatening disasters, fires. <laughs> so, so they, so they wound up strengthening their union powers, the USPS. That way. So I'm telling you, you need certain people to do certain things. And what the SGI unfortunately thinks is that they can do it all. That one person can just, you just say you're a priest, you're a priest. You say you're a Buddha, you're a Buddha. You say blah, 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 blah. Because you just chanted this piece of paper, because they literally call it just a piece of paper. <laughs> but you have to listen to Ikeda about the piece of paper. If you don't, I don't know. Yeah, they won't talk to you. <laughs> all, 12, all 16 million of them won't talk. No, that's not true. The teaching is evil. The people aren't. And that's what's cool. Because I work with an SGI member. Very nice lady. And we're friends. We don't even talk about. You know, I mean, when I first... <laughs> I had to definitely make it clear. Hey, this is what we found. This, this is what's happening. You, you didn't know this, this, this. And, uh, and so it's very clear where we are with our understanding of each other. And we're, we're very polite. Our job is hard. We do a lot of moving of the mail, physical work. So... It just doesn't, it takes a lot of energy to, to be anything else but polite in this kind of work environment. Anyway, my point is the teaching is not helping people expiate their karma to a lesser effect. It's summoning the karma and then the relief isn't there. You don't have the, the deities aren't standing behind you. You know, the functions of the universe, the grass isn't swaying with you. Like any SGI member. I mean, I felt like I was constantly trudging underwater, all these obstacles. I mean, I'm lucky that I didn't have repeat episodes of cancer. Like, my friends, I know a lot of my friends in the SGI have these repeat episodes of it. And this is not how Buddhism is supposed to happen. Once you eradicate karma, if you're practicing the true law, you don't have to repeat it, right? It'll still be there. <laughs> Although you don't have to repeat it. <laughs> you know. And then, that's the whole thing too, is actual Ichin and Sanzen. Just actually being able to go from hell to Buddhahood. Like in your, with the vehicle of Nami Horinge Kyo in your mind. And the, the, with the fusion, of course, with the true Buddha. <laughs> and that wonderful access to orthodox practice by revering the heritage passed to a single person. These, these things are subtle, yet profound. It's, it's very interesting. So, you can make this happen in your life by chanting this way. Here we go, back to the book. What is more, for the practitioner of Nichiren Shoshu, the lesser negative effects can be changed into great benefit. This is called Hindoku Iyaku, the Buddhist term for changing poison into medicine. No matter how many problems and sufferings may arise. If we muster our strong faith and never give up this practice, these situations will be resolved. Moreover, our life condition will open up to a life of greater happiness. This is the Gohonzon's great merit, excuse me, great benefit. Changing misfortune into happiness. To state a few examples, poor health can change into good health. Poverty can turn around into a stable financial condition. 
a selfish person can become a person of noble character. And family discord can be transformed into true family happiness. I just want to say, in the year that we've been chanting true law and attending ceremonies and, and attending gongyo with the priests and children's meetings with the priests and... I mean, it's not just with the priests. <laughs> it's like the children's group. The priests there answer questions. And, and also share about the true law with the children. It's beautiful watching it happen. And well, <laughs> there's a lot of things that have happened for me and my family in this year. More that I've shared because it's, it's really not about me, this podcast. I'm trying to just share my experience about the transition from Sokogakai to Nitrin Shoshu. And it's a hard one. Because you start to realize that all these things they were just tugging you along with, all these promises that you heard, you try to, you go, oh, I can do that with this. Oh, cool. You know, anybody, anybody young and smart, really quickly gets out <laughs> because they realize something. A lot of the things, something, a lot of stuff's not adding up. You know, and me, I, I, I had a lot of faith in myself, is what it was, because my mother gave that to me. Uh, before she died, where she did it in a way that was a little unhealthy, though, I think, where <laughs> where we were part of a religion that affirmed the, as the Godhead, uh, like, often as you wanted, and and, uh, and encouraged to do so, to, to co-create the reality, of course. No, n- not like magic. It was called religious science, and, and not Scientology, either. That's a completely different thing. And, um, and not Christian science, either. It's called religious science. But you know, that's just, like I said, the Godhead. There are four worlds above heaven. And I had no idea because I was too arrogant in the Godhead realm. As a youngin, when you're taught how to manifest, quite simply, with sentences, positive sentences, affirmations, of course, it's nothing like a mantra, right? It's nothing like a, nothing like a <laughs> wonderful law, of course. And that's what's so fascinating is these ideas and concepts and secrets, secret laws. There are secret laws. Did you know that? <laughs> well, if you didn't, now you do share it. <laughs> share it widely. It's not supposed to be a secret anymore. <laughs> we want to tell everybody now. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's help turn the lights on. <laughs> All I'm saying is, <sighs> these benefits are real. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, not even a year's gone by, and I, I'm seeing lots of them manifest. Lots of them manifest. Oh, my. And <sighs> the other way... It's literally the opposite would happen when I chanted, okay? And I wrestled with this thing, with this SGI scroll and their practice and everything. I wrestled with it. I read as much as I could. I constantly read, nonstop. Because I, I was trying to cover the whole library. I was like, I need to read all these so I can just understand what they're doing. Because I was like, the chanting's cool, but what's all this books? Okay, I love books. Let's read. Challenge accepted, you know? <laughs> I would, I would have two-hour bus rides one way to work, so I, you know, four hours of reading. <laughs> so it was a nice, interesting whole. It became a whole. Similar things are like that. The Scientology stuff. You read that stuff, it's just a whole. It's, it's, a, it's, brain, it's brain candy. Uh, except the SGI, you think you're, you're helping the land. You're, you think you're transforming the karma of the land. You're constantly calling yourself things that you're not. Uh, qualified to call yourself uh, 
and, and so you're missing out on the whole humbling experience of being a true Buddhist. That's what, I, that's what trips me out the most when I think about it sometimes, was that, is that I call myself a Buddhist, but all the time I walked around and called myself a Buddha as well, and I realized that to a lot of people I just seemed really, really arrogant. <laughs> and, and, now, and now that I'm humbled before the Daigohams, and, you know, by, I'm humbled before no, no, no one person, really. It's the law, right? It's the, it's the law and the person united as the ninth consciousness, the Buddha of Kwan Ganjo. And then you go down the line. I, I really, I really am humbled by these things now as opposed to just thinking that I am the ultimate authority. Uh, that is not healthy to, <laughs> as a human to say I am the ultimate authority. And you know, you don't have to be Buddhist to know that. <laughs> so I was just all kinds of confused. I'm so happy though. The, the lamps, the total, are lit and ready to show the way. Because you actually can transform the negative into happiness. The SGI scroll just kind of gave you a bit to chew on to, get, to help you get through the pain. <laughs> and I was chanting two hours, three hours, five hours, 13 hours. Didn't, didn't even change much. Oh, I'll tell you. The day I chanted 11 hours here, <laughs> everything changed. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. But you know, it is hard, like I said. It's a lot harder. It's much harder because you're actually doing the real thing. So you're gonna you're gonna have to use that Gohon Zone for sure if you take the steps on the path of receiving one. You know, you're gonna have to you know have an audience with it often. To really, to really transform that unhappiness into happiness. Right? You can't just wish and hope. <laughs> Do your human revolution. That actually, no, that's that's actually more Shakyamuni style. No, you gotta do this first, and then you're there. No, the the way is clear. It's just really bright. And if you're not used to looking at the sun, you're gonna squint because it's like the sun. <laughs> oh, thank you, High Priest Nichi Noshoni. <laughs> Uh, okay, thus by overcoming numerous sufferings and problems, we are filled with a strong life force and enjoy true fulfillment. The force that impels us to accomplish this is Buddhahood welling up within our heart as a result of our faith in the Gohonza. Aha, aha, that's true, interesting, yeah, my goodness. You chant, and before I chant, my, especially if I had, didn't sleep well last night or go to bed get a good time or whatever reason didn't eat right <laughs> I feel like I'm clawing my way up out of a pit lined with swords man sometimes <laughs> and uh, with, when I start chanting oh the whole day becomes not a, a chore or I have to go to work anymore it's like this adventure this exciting adventure because now whenever I talk to people it's not like when I talk to people is when I get re-energized. Uh, before, you know, I don't know how to explain it. The, the voice, right? The voice allows people to hear the Buddhist teachings. So that is important to remember. Okay, I'm across the street here. The greatest benefit is the attainment of Buddhahood in one's present form. Nishiden Daishonin stated, quote, Great achievement means happiness. 
To subdue evil is the great achievement. To accumulate goodness is called virtue. In Buddhism, great achievement and virtue benefit mean attaining Buddhahood in one's present form. End quote. Gosha, page 1775. Quote, suffer what there is to suffer, enjoy what there is to enjoy, regard both suffering and joy as facts of life, and continue chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, no matter what happens, then you will experience boundless joy from the law. Strengthen your faith more than ever. Gosho, page 991. That one's a little different, huh, Gakkai members? Okay, anyway, a little different from the Gakkai version, anyway. Back to the book. The attainment of Buddhahood in one's present form does not mean that we will become detached from people in the world or be without troubles or sufferings. Rather, it is the ability to live a life filled with joy, challenging various problems and powerfully resolving them. The attainment of Buddhahood in one's present form is the life condition symbolized by the four virtues of Jo, Raku, Ga, and Jo. Jo, eternity, is an indestructible, eternal life. Raku, tranquility, is a feeling of absolute, as opposed to relative, happiness from enjoyment in living itself. Ga, true self, is a strong and harmonious will, undisturbed by any outside influence. Jo, purity, is a pure life unaffected by outside influences. Conspicuous and inconspicuous benefit. By having strong faith in Eastern Shosha Buddhism, all people can attain the life condition of absolute happiness, or Buddhahood. As proof, benefit is revealed by the effect of Buddhahood welling up inside the life of the believer. The emergence of the great power of benefit from the Gohon Zone will provide absolute proof without the slightest doubt. In Nichiren Daishonin's words, quote, Nam myoho kyo is like the roar of a lion. What sickness can therefore be an obstacle? It is written that those who embrace the Daimoku of the Lotus Sutra will be protected by Kishimojin and her ten daughters. They will enjoy the happiness of Aizen and the good fortune of Bishomon. Wherever your daughter may frolic or play, no harm will come of her. Come to her. She will be free from fear like the Lion King. End quote. Gosho, page 685. There are two kinds of benefit, conspicuous and inconspicuous. In the latter day of the law, inconspicuous benefit is most important. Conspicuous benefit is, is an obvious realization of our prayers, but the greater benefit is inconspicuous benefit, which appears gradually over time. The Daishonin states, quote, those who obtained benefit during the former and middle days of the law received conspicuous benefit because the relationship they formed with the Lotus Sutra during the lifetime of the Buddha had finally matured. On the other hand, those born today in the latter day of the law receive the seed of Buddhahood for the first time, and their benefit is therefore inconspicuous. End quote. Goes to page 1104. The 1,000-year period following Shakyamuni's death is called the former day of the law, Shobo. And the subsequent 
1,000-year period is called the middle day of the law, Sobo. Those born during these two periods were people who were able to attain enlightenment through the Buddhism of Shakyamuni. These people had, in their past, laid the foundation to become Buddhas and had, in past lives, accumulated great good deeds through their Buddhist practice. This is why the benefit they received is, was mainly conspicuous benefit, revealed immediately and clearly. On the contrary, those born in the period of the latter day of the law, Mapo, have not accumulated any good deeds from Buddhist practice in the past because they have no connection with Shakyamuni's Buddhism. Only after meeting Nichiren and Daishonin's Buddhism have we begun to build the foundation to become Buddhas. Therefore, the benefit we receive is inconspicuous, like the seed that has just been sown, which grows into a seedling and gradually develops to become a mature tree. It is impossible for the seed sown yesterday morning to grow into a mature tree by today. It is a matter of course that in order for the seed to germinate, sink its roots in and then grow into a great tree, it will take care and a number of years. In the beginning, it is hard to discern any growth. But as time passes, one can see that great growth has been achieved. Inconspicuous benefit is comparable to this process. As one accepts and embraces the Gohonzon and strives in faith, various conspicuous benefits will often be experienced in accordance with the time and the situation, such as the benefit for the beginning, excuse me, with the beginner in faith, the protection of the Shoten Zenjin when one is facing a problem that needs to be resolved, needs to be solved or when one's life or livelihood is on the edge. These conspicuous benefits are but a small part of the benefit from the Gohon Zone in comparison to inconspicuous benefits. Some who take faith for only one or two months, not understanding this point, might complain, saying that they still haven't received any benefit. This misunderstanding Excuse me, they misunderstand the essence of great inconspicuous benefit. If we continue to practice for three years, five years, and so on without impatience, we will all be able to look back on our lives and without exception realize that our whole life has elevated and that we have accomplished immense development. Whether we realize it or not, the actual proof of inconspicuous benefit will become undeniably evident. Bear with me here, I'm turning a page. <laughs> Fingers are cold. <laughs> okay. Beautiful view of Mount Rainier right now. I wish, wish you could see it. It's a crimson sun just almost peeking over the horizon. Oh, so beautiful. Pacific Northwest. Okay. Back to the book. Also, there are believers who start practicing consistently, yet obstacles still arise in their lives. <laughs> this is due to negative karma from past lifetimes coming to the surface. As we continue a persistent practice to the Gohonzon, we will certainly be able to change our negative karma. 
and enjoy happy lives. Eradicating the karma of unhappiness and establishing a happy, elevated life condition is a manifestation of inconspicuous benefit. Yes, it's interesting with the Sokogakai scroll. I would chant for something and then the opposite would happen a lot, and I'd hear people chant for something, the opposite would happen. Even old time members, old even old time members, that's what's interesting. They chant to get a raise and they get fired. <laughs> you know? Weird stuff like that. Uh, similar things happened to me. And then I started realizing that you know, I would chant for something and then I'd see someone else get it instead. And then at first I'd get kind of like, oh, there's the, the torture, what's going on here? <laughs> but, but then I was like, well, maybe it's trying to teach me some sort of humility. Maybe it's trying to get me not to go to any other feeling except appreciation for them that they have that thing that I, that I want. And that changed things quite a bit in my mind and heart, trying to just uh, appreciate that, that they had the thing. And then, lo and behold, it, it bring me closer to my goal. So I kind of wrestled with that thing, you know. And, uh, and the idea that, that you could chant and affect your life, how quickly does it happen? Does it last? Um, right? Does it last? That's another thing. <laughs> What's the foundation look like? I love that. It's just a lot of things to think about here. Because you can eradicate your karma, or it can just compound and compound. At least if it's compounding, <laughs> this is what I thought. At least if you're in the Gakai, you're still hitting your head up against that piece of paper and the new human revolution. At least when it compounds, you're still getting warnings from heaven. <laughs> you know, it's the, it's the ones that don't get any more warnings that, that uh, they're so, they're so uh, set to experience what they've set themselves to experience that heaven doesn't bother warning them anymore in this life. That's a scary thought, right? Back to the writing. Nijun Daishanin stated, quote, because actual proof, because of actual proof, which we accumulate from our daily practice, we must take strong faith in this profound Buddhism. End quote. Go show page 814. I'm going to read that again. Quote, because of actual proof, which we accumulate from our daily practice, we must take strong faith in this profound Buddhism. End quote. I love that. Go show page 814. By experiencing the, be the benefit of the Gohon Zone, one can be firmly convinced of achieving the life condition of attaining Buddhahood in one's present form, which is the greatest of all inconspicuous benefits and is the purpose of our faith. Well, thank you so much for joining me this morning. On my morning walk to work, I hope I read something that was interesting. Of course, all questions. <laughs> They're great to ask the priests. The Nichiren Shoshu temples love questions. They love them. You know, the Sokogakai members, I felt like I was bothering CEOs. Or I'd ask a question and they'd, they'd, have to, they'd have to whisper. They'd have to whisper under their breath and look back and forth like my granny when she's beating me at rummy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or my friend. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they love your questions. 
Oh, what a wonderful system to be a part of. To be able to call a temple and ask a question, get an answer. I just got like really two answers to my own questions last night. <laughs> one of them was what happens. One of this was for a guest, a friend of mine. One of them was what happens to the Gohon zones when no one in the family practices and that person passes away. He said, well, it should, it should be returned to the temple. So, and then I asked what, what happens after that. And he says that there is a place that, that I, I asked where. He would, he would not tell me this part. But it's at the head temple where they store them. Because uh, I said, do they reuse them? And he said, no, you wouldn't reuse the Gohonzon because it's, it's connected to the believer's karma, right? You don't, wouldn't, you don't want to mix that around. And I just was so, I just jaw dropped to the floor with the information that he was sharing about how they're stored and that he wasn't just going to tell me, like, there's Gohonzon in this place here, you know? And that was, that made me respect it even more. It was really cool. So there's that. And then the other question was about the lamps in front of the Nitran Shoshu altars. What those were, he said they're called Toro, I believe, and that they help to guide on a path or show the way on a path. And I thought that was a really profound concept. Because right, there's, there's a couple of Toro on the Head Temple Taisekiji pictures. If you look online at Head Temple Taisekiji, You'll see these lamps made out of stone and whatnot in front of beautiful things. And they are to guide you on your way. I love it. Oh, right. And these answers I got just by asking. <laughs> I didn't have to pay any money or anything. <laughs> so there's no... They're, they're, they're regular people in their temples uh, mastering and transmitting the true law. And I thank them for that. Anybody else doing that, too? <laughs> Don't forget to have fun. I know if you're not. I'm a dad. Dads know if you're having fun. Nam yo ho ring ye go. Nam yo ho ring ye go. Nam yo ho ring ye go. And as always, share with your SGI friends. <laughs>